the Talking Games Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode oh, 121 of the Talking Games Podcast. Happy New Year. Uh, thank you everyone for joining us. It's Talking Games Podcast, GamesGrow.com. I'm the Major. I'm your host. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, we've got Chloe Nightmares a little bit late this week. Um, hello. Happy New Year. Happy 2024, Chloe. Oh, God. 2024 already? It's not, uh, I mean, it, is it just me or is time kind of just like half frozen but half sped up since COVID? Yeah, we we are getting. I mean, it's, it's already the first week of January gone. <laughs> it feels like yesterday it was Christmas. So <laughs> I feel that. I understand that sentiment absolutely. Um, it is the seventh of January. Don't forget to check us out on the website gamesinquiry.com. You can find us on all the socials, source slash gamesinquiry everywhere. Um, I'm going to start trying to put videos together together again this year. Uh, we have been trying repeatedly all of last year. We just never could get it to work. Um, Schedule's a bit all over the place. I've got like a million things on at once. Uh, I haven't spoke to Callum in about a week. I'm going to try and ring him again tomorrow because I do need to catch back up with him. Um, I mean, I'd see, that as a, uh, I'd see that as a bonus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have got a lot of stuff going on right now. Everyone's asking me about the trailer for the game. Um, just a quick thing. Uh, artwork has been a bit slow, and it's mainly because of that. It's just trying to get the trailer finished. Uh, to try and get the, all the artwork together to put in the trailer. We have got people working on it, obviously. Um, but I'm hoping it was meant to be finished two weeks before Christmas. It then got delayed. Um, it was meant to finish, should have been out last week. And I was just, I didn't have time. Um, because we were trying to basically do the last piece of artwork uh, that we wanted to do. And it just didn't come out right. Um, but then... We've now sent it back off the all the artwork redone again because I'm, I'm just looking at it. So I'm not happy with this. So it's been sent off again. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I do have a bit of OCD, which is why it's been late because I'm just not happy with the final product. And obviously, this is our first trailer. And I want to make sure that it's perfect before I release it. I'm not going to release something I'm not happy with. So anybody asking that is the reason why the trailer's still not up. I know it's but I've been delaying it now for about a month. Uh, it's, it's, it's just a simple case of I'm just not happy with what we've done so far and I do not want to have a trailer that, out there that I'm not personally happy with myself. Um, so when that's finished, uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, uh, all the audio's done, all the animation's done, it's just literally the artwork in the trailer uh, to try and perfect that and get it right, uh, which I'm hoping we should have done by the end of maybe next week. I'm hoping, as our current schedule, things can obviously change, uh, and it's, I'm paying it out of my pocket, so, you know, I have to have the money together to get everything finished, so I can pay the guys to do the artwork, it's, it's, it's a long haul, uh, game development is not easy, uh, and putting together a trailer is, is also a pain in the neck, but yeah, uh, we've also got a couple of uh, events coming up this year, I won't speak about it too much, um, I do have meetings this week about it. Uh, for us to go have a chat with uh, people involved. Uh, I'm not going to make anything public yet. Let's just say this is rather a big deal um, for us anyway. Uh, there's a number of outlets that have their own events. Obviously, Eurogamer, uh, they all work with EGX because they're owned by the same company for the moment. Uh, they are apparently getting sold pretty soon. All the uh, gamer networks, the VGC, PC Gamer, Rock, Rock Paper Shotgun, you know, Digital Foundry, they're all getting sold off. It's a lump company, we don't know what yet. Um, and there's the other outlets for ITN who work with WAS and a few others. 
Uh, we are going to be working with uh, two of our own, um, which are fairly big events, uh, one in the UK and one elsewhere. Um, but other than that, I'm not saying any more, um, because it is going to be a, a rather big deal for us later on down the line uh, when we announce, which I'm hoping we will be announcing in the next two weeks. Obviously, we have a means and stuff to go through and uh, conversations to have, but yeah, those uh, conversations will be coming fairly shortly. Anyway, uh, we're going to kick off this week. Uh, with some of the most, I know a lot of people have spoke about this already, uh, there's one conversation I did want to begin with, and it's simply because, uh, Chloe, you know how much I dislike police on occasion, um, yeah. obviously the job they do is very difficult, it's not an easy job in the slightest, it is a, a very stressful position to be in, uh, it's dangerous, people die all the time. Um, I feel sorry for people that are in, who do that job who have to put up with the crap they receive. However, there are people in that profession who I dislike vehemently, uh, and it's mainly because of the things that they say, um, and one of which I'm going to read out to you right now. Uh, this is from a uh, US state trooper. Uh, he doesn't give me the name. I'm, let's just say this for a start. All right, so I'm going to read you his series of tweets. Uh, this went completely overlooked uh, by a large portion of people. I don't think any any mainstream media picked it up. Um, but this guy, who is a US state trooper, uh, I want to quickly get your thoughts on this uh, after I finish reading this thread. He wrote, The effing reality that I'm afraid I can no longer lie to you all about is this. We cops hate all so much the public is an effing cowards. You all sit behind your effing phones and film when stuff goes down. I'm bleeping his own bleeping here. Uh, the public rarely ever intervenes. They try to remove themselves from the situation. They wait for police, fire and EMS to show up. Then when it's said and done, they criticise. The internet LARPs, who are absolutionists to our rights, are effing fake. Uh, do you see these people in real life hunting down dope dealers, kidnappers, etc.? Do you ever see these effing pretenders doing anything to fight crime in some sort of militia or goon squad? So this guy wants people to become vigilantes. You're an idiot. Uh, they sit, uh, well, so the next time you cry and moan and complain about your precious necks being stomped on by imaginary boots, which he's referring to Derek Chauvin now, what the F have you done to justify lessening government oversight on your community? Welp, got to address the brainless. This people, this post is calling out the internet warriors and irony of people who criticise that they could do better just sitting and watching the gun goons who can only post Fs. Uh, some, nowhere did I say I won't do my job unpaid for, even though we did. Um, back in, back to painting Warhammer minis. And then he's obviously started backing uh, the, uh, the kid who went out on the street and shot two black guys during a protest. Uh, I can't remember the kid's name off the top of my head. He was in the press everywhere for a long time. Um, even though he said he muted their thread, he then came back and kept commenting, saying he wants our militias on the street. Uh, this guy is an absolute fucking idiot. Um, quite frankly, I'm going to bleep that, obviously. But this guy's a moron. I want to quickly, obviously, get your thoughts on that. So... It sounds to me like he basically just wants everyone to break the law. Yeah, and do his job for him. Yeah. 
Because I'm pretty sure, th- I mean, I might be making this up, but I'm pretty sure there is some kind of war against that. Yeah. He, he, he basically said he wants vigilantes on the street, and the reason you don't do it is because you're cowards. Well, no, it's because you don't like, be against the law, being a vigilante and going out with the guns and trying to hold people down and arrest them. It's not our job, it's your job. But that's just my two cents or something I found on, the, on Twitter that made me angry. Anyway, um, one thing that did make a lot of people angry, and this was popping off on Twitter for the last couple of days, Sky News presenter, um, Jane, Se- I think her name's Jane Secker. Uh, she works for Sky News. Um, she criticised a 13-year-old boy this week, live on broadcast, uh, after he broke a world record. You guys obviously know what I'm talking about. This is the, uh, the Tetris champ. Um, first person in history... Uh, to ever beat Tetris, a game that seems impossible, because it's, it's meant to go on and on and on, there's no actual end date, but he played it for so long, he got to the point where the game froze, because it couldn't go any higher, um, so he's basically set the world record, there have been other people that come out, I think there's about three people now, who have since he broke that record, also broke the record, but he is going to remain number one, he's only 13, Doing this sort of thing is incredible. In fact, he beat Tetris. It's a world record, never been done before in 40 years of Tetris existing. He's the first person to ever beat it. Ever. Uh, Jane, however, decided to say, whilst covering this story, uh, beating Tetris is not a life goal. Go outside. Uh, she's obviously attracted a lot of criticism, mainly because she belittled a 13-year-old world record breaker during a live broadcast because it, the record you broke involved a video game. No, 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 that's not the only reason. Because oh. I've just loaded the article in question, and it's also because at exactly the same time, she decides to start praising that 16-year-old darts player. Yeah, that didn't make sense either. There's <laughs> not a chance that guy is 16. Luke Blitzer. <laughs> The guy's name. Have you seen him? Yeah. He has um, a full beard. He is built like a man. Alright. He looks about 30. There is no chance in hell that guy is 16. I, I don't mean, care what anyone says. I want a DNA test. I want to see his birth certificate. Not a chance he's 16. To be fair, I have known people look a hell of a lot older than they are, because there was some kids oh, who were working that's, that's No, they're not. I had a guy in my class when I was in school who literally looked like a 40-year-old. He had a massive moustache and a really deep, like, booming voice. He was 14. He, looked, he was about 6 foot 2. He was massive. Fair enough. There are people out there that do look older. But this guy, nah. And it gets worse as well. Do you know how old his girlfriend is? Oh, no. 21. Oh. You heard it right. Oh. old is dating a 21-year-old. There are claims they've been together for three years. Now, I'm just going to point out, though, right, yeah. the only reason why that seems off yeah. is because of his age. Because, realistically, if that was in the... Pl- if, if that had been announced and he was 18, nobody would give a shit. No. Because he's 16. And he's, he's also beating some of the best players in, in darts. I'm, we're not talking about darts today, obviously. But the, she's praising the 16-year-old for playing darts. 
because he's doing things that no 16-year-old should really be able to do with the experience he has. But at the same time, she's then bad-mouthing a 13-year-old for playing Tetris, telling him to go outside. When you, How many times have you been to a darts match and are in the fucking park? No, <laughs> you're always inside. You just tell him to go outside. There ain't long darts you're playing. Like, the, the argument is stupid. And yeah. Sky News is like this anyway. Sky News always have opinions like this. You should go outside and not play video games. They've done this. They've said this sort of thing before. Well, I can't remember what it was. It was something a couple of years ago when somebody was playing, I think it was like Pong or an arcade game, and they like they basically been playing the game I think for like for a world record amount of time, and they were basically slagging them off on Sky News. It's, it's the sort of thing that happens all the time on that channel, on Sky News. Um, but yeah, teenager named Willis, Willis Gibson uh, became an internet sensation after he was crowned the first person to beat the original game on the NES by reaching its true kill screen where the game crashes. Previously, it was only believed that an AI could reach the kill screen, but Gibson is the first person in 40 years to manage it. Uh, this week, footage of his thumb reaction obviously caught mainstream attention. Uh, Vincent Clemente, the president of the classic Tetris World Tournament, uh, said it's never been done by a human before. It's basically something that everyone thought was impossible until a couple of years ago. However, one broadcaster attracted more attention than others after they appeared to mock Gibson's achievement. Uh, this has come from 51-year-old Sky News journalist Jane Secker, who covered the story during a live broadcast this past Thursday. She said at the end of the segment, uh, Secker appeared to break from script, saying, as a mother, I would just say, step away from the screen, go outside, get some fresh air. Beating Tetris is not a life goal. Some people it is, Jane. Uh, perhaps surprisingly, though, the uh, broadcast captured, obviously, Chris Scullin from VGC's attention. Um, since then, that tweet went viral, and it's been covered more often. Uh, head of comms at UK Trade Body, Yuki, also talked about it. Uh, it was bonkers about this, as covered as it was. Say a child chess champion would be celebrating that he'd even be invited to Downing Street to play chess. Uh, whereas Becky Frost commented, beating Tetris is not a live goal, yeah, for you. How many world records had you set as a 13-year-old? This is where it makes me laugh. What a small-minded, smug and horrible way to belittle this kid's achievement. As a mother, I'd be super effing proud. This took skill and determination. Uh, obviously, obviously, other developers have since commenting. Uh, one of the uh, New York Times noted that uh, Gibson's own mother, who's a school teacher, had already commented publicly about support for her son's competition when she told the New York Times he does other things outside of playing Tetris. So it wasn't really that terribly difficult to say, OK, it was hard to find an old CRTV TV that has that it was to say, yeah, we can do this for a little bit. And then a son broke a world record. He should be immensely proud of himself. Congratulations to that young man. I don't think anybody <laughs> should be belittling a 13-year-old anyway. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it is what it is. Sky News are just idiots. Um, the, uh, the biggest story from last year, we'll obviously miss this because we broke up on the 17th of December. And I had a lovely holiday. Thank you for everybody demanding that I come back, though. They want more news out of us. We lost about 30 followers in the space of four days. Because I hadn't posted over the course of a week. Uh, it was Christmas week, by the way. So, if you're that worried about what we're posting during Christmas, uh, maybe you should go outside. Seriously, it's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, former Activision executive has accused the company of discriminating against old white guys. I will give you three guesses, Chloe. Who this person is. Without looking at it. <laughs> so I'm not sure if you're looking at the list. No, I wasn't. Uh, it's not Kosich, is 
Oh, spot on. Uh, yeah, apparently Activision discriminates against old white guys. Uh, it's the most stupidest thing he said. Obviously, Bobby Kotick has now left. He's gone from Activision. He stepped down. He left on the 29th of December. Good riddance. A uh, number of the developers after he left basically said, nah, 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 nah. They're all happy to see him go. Which I'm not surprised about at all, because there were people claiming basically that he was screwing up games. Like, say they'd come out with ideas and they'd have a game almost finished. And then he come in and go, no, I don't like that, don't like that, don't like that, change it, change it, change it. A lot of it with Call of Duty, obviously. There's other people out there, I'm not going to mention names because they still work there, um, but basically said that they had ideas for other games. And they'd pose them to members of management, team leaders, producers, and those producers would then obviously have to take it upstairs. They use this, this guy's got this idea, can we make this? And apparently Bobby Kotich was the person who always turned around and said, no, focus on Call of Duty. So Kotich being gone probably be the best thing for the company. I think he was the main driving force of holding that company back for a long time, even though Call of Duty was a massive success. The fact that he's now gone, I think he's going to be even better because they've got hundreds of games, hundreds of IPs out there. Spyro and Crash are just two of them. There's hundreds of games. They may have only released one, and never gone back to it. Games like True Crime, I don't even think they have the ownership of True Crime anymore. But if they wanted to, they could probably get it back because nobody's really doing anything with it since. I think Sega bought it at one point. Um, but if it does it is out there, then yeah, go back and get it. Uh, but they have got another game. Gun is another one. There's, there's so many, so many games that they could be working on. Prototype, I'd love to see a new prototype game. If there's the fact that Bobby Kotick is now gone, I think it's probably the best thing for the company. But then to say that Activision accuses the company of discriminating against old white guys makes no sense. This is the same company that spent the best part of God knows how many years abusing women. So... Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> That's all That's I have to say. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that, because Kozic is a dick. Yeah. Oh, he's not going to be gone for long, though. He's going to be back pretty soon. Aww. I mean, guess where he's turning up. This is the icing on the bloody cake, this is. No idea. West Ham United. What? He's buying shares in West Ham. Crying out loud. Why? To be honest, considering his reputation, he'd probably be better playing a, going to Millwall. But, yeah, he's just, he's, he wants to buy shares in West Ham United, mainly because his friend is Todd Bowley, who uh, obviously owns Chelsea. And uh, he's been discussing apparently with him about the benefits of being a Premier League football owner. Hold so on, he's so his friend owns, hang on, hold on, hang on. His friend owns Chelsea, so he's gone, I'm going to go for West Ham. Yeah, they're not closest rivals. <laughs> they're, they're not, though. They are. Technically, Chelsea and West Ham have, like, Premier League, because they're both West London. Oh, all right, fine. I suppose they are in yeah. terms of location. Yeah. But, I mean... Not as far, it, not as, far as accomplishments. I think Chelsea probably eats it out over that. But at the same yeah, time... Yeah, exactly. Like, That's oh, why I'm thinking of all the clubs you've I mean, you go off your Chelsea or West Ham player who's their biggest rival, they'd probably say West Ham. Or Fulham. I think Fulham's the other one. Yeah, it's close. I just, I just said they'd have probably said Spurs these days. 
Mm, and Arsenal Spurs. Anyway, why do we keep going to football? Every <laughs> time me and you have a conversation, Chloe, it results in us talking about football. This <laughs> is game podcast. What are you talking about? I'm talking uh, about Martin, you. How you doing, bud? Good. Good. Great comment. <laughs> um, <laughs> how you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I think he's off sleep. Okay, we'll move yeah, on. I, 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 oh, I, okay. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. This call is what woke me up. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I completely uh, forgot like, to set an alarm for this. I'll bleep that out, cut that bit. But I was in the uh, the bathroom for the most of yesterday. So from about two till six, I was uh, <laughs> predisposed. I wasn't available. Uh, we, we were supposed to be recording anyway, but we'll cut that bit and move on. Uh, so moving on, uh, reported by Law360, this was spotted by Games Industry, uh, a lawsuit has been filed. Uh, by a former executive who worked for the publishing giant from 2014. Uh, the unnamed executive was laid off as a part of restructuring plans within the company last year. Uh, it wasn't restructuring. Uh, if you remember correctly, uh, what people were laid off last year, what people were forced to go. I'll give you, th- I'll give you three guesses. Um, the, uh, the argument in question, uh, the person in question, is basically claiming they were laid off as part of restructuring. The actual restructuring plans, which has been happening for about two years prior, uh, up until last year, was all the people that had been accused of SA, yeah. uh, as well as other pe- other offences that they may have committed, uh, including drinking, bullying, etc. Um, they weren't laid off as there was no restructuring plans at the end last year, because they were in the middle of a purchase. Why would they restructure the company? So if, if there was a restructuring plan that saw a mass amount of people being let go, we would have seen about it. There would have been news about it. If you go back to the website, nothing. You don't find anything on IGN, VGC, Eurogamer, anywhere. Nobody's talking about it because it wasn't. It didn't happen. Uh, the argument includes statements allegedly made by uh, Bobby Kotick during a leadership conference where he said there are too many old white guys at the company. That's him, him saying that, basically. <laughs> he said that. And has now come out and said that those are the same people that are now being discriminated against. So this is somebody else. So somebody else has filed a lawsuit because he apparently Bobby Kotick made some ageist comments. Uh, so he filed a lawsuit because he was uh, laid off as part of restructuring plans. That's used in quotes uh, because there was no restructuring plans. He was just laid off. Uh, the argument includes statements apparently with Bobby Kotick said during a leadership conference that there are too many old white guys at Activision Blizzard, uh, which he believes is the reason why he was fired, and it wasn't because of anything else. But there's no evidence that there was any restructuring. But then go back to the original point of this article, was that Kotic is the same guy that was complaining that old white guys are being discriminated against now. No. Bobby Kotick is the said is the guy that apparently said there was too many old white guys at Activision Blizzard. Yeah. He's the one. He's Bobby is the one that said there was too many old white guys. Uh, okay. Somebody else has accused him of discrimination. Where have we heard this before? Which it seems to be <laughs> Bobby Kotick is always the guy that discriminates against people. 
every every time there's something come out that specific about discrimination, he's always his name's always involved. Anywhere you go, any time there's an article, any time there's an article anywhere. Uh, it also led to two executives at the company departed, citing coaches' ageist comments. Uh, when leaving the company, one of them recommended the plaintiff as their replacement. However, the suit alleges the plaintiff was overlooked in favour of a younger man. Depends obviously how old they are, because someone is nearing the age of retirement and there's a 20-year-old. I think most people would think, okay, you know, we're going to look to hire the younger man mainly because he's going to be here for longer, and that may be something they may look for a five, ten-year plan. They want a pla- they have plans for that role. I can see the argument now. But if I can, but having said that, is that not actually illegal? It is up until a certain point. So, for example, if you have an option of somebody, say, in 64, and they've got one year left of retirement and they just want the job for a year, you can legally turn that down because it doesn't fit with what you're, you know, you're going to have to hire them again. It becomes more of an expense. So you can say, realistically, they're too old for the job because they're not going to be around for long enough to stay in that role, and this is like a five-year contract. You want that person for five years. They're not going to be here for five years. They say they only want one. You get to that point where there is there is a grey line there, where you can legally say no. With this person may be too old for this role, therefore we're going to go with somebody younger. Depends how much younger, but you can't say if someone say fifty and say you're too old, that would be illegal. It, there's a certain cut off point in the grey area of the law where you can say, okay, you're too old for this role. We can't hire you for this. It depends also on what the job entails. So, for example, if there's, like, back-breaking work mm. and you have to carry boxes upstairs and you're asking, say, a 75-year-old man wants the job, you say, maybe this isn't the right job for you. There, there is rules and, role, rules and legislation you have to abide by. In this case, we don't know how old either party is. We can't make that judgment. And secondly, that you may have a case. It depends how old the young guy is and how old he is. They don't, they don't obviously go into the specifics. But there is right, and so activism will have certain rights when it comes to certain things at their discretion. If they just blatantly say, no, you're too, we don't want you, you're, you're over the age of 50, they can't do that. But if it depends on the role, the activities of that role, what the actual job is, how long they want that person for, if it's a set contract, if they know that person is going to be gone in six months, then, yeah, they can say no, because we need you for at least a year. But if you go for six months, then you automatically start getting your pension and go, actually, I'm out of here. Then that's, yeah, you're not, you can can dismiss them on that. You can say, no, we can't. We're not going to hire you for that. But there are obviously certain discriminatory factors when it comes to the age of the person and what the job is. Basically. Fair enough. Um, the lawsuit alleges that a woman in the plaintiff's department filed a complaint with human resources, citing her own experience with the company's alleged discrimination action based on age. And the plaintiff accused ABK of failing to protect plaintiffs from discriminatory and defamatory accusations. They asked for checks and balances made clear the plaintiff was the first person to sound an alarm that a larger issue may be brewing. Uh, the plaintiff was seeking damages to make up for this loss of earnings and to compensate for the negative impact on his career advancement, as well as reparations for reputational damage, emotional distress, wrongful termination and legal costs. Uh, Games Industry did ask the company 
uh, for a statement, the company referred the publication to its equal employment opportunity policy uh, instead of actually answering it, which is just a cop-out. Uh, Bobby Kotick, though, is now the uh, the longest-serving CEO at Activision. Uh, he's retired after 17, I think he's about 17, 18 years, something like that. Well, that one said, me do the math, 9... Yeah, 17 years. He uh, became Activision Blizzard uh, CEO in 1991 uh, until 2008 when they merged with Activision Blizzard uh, and he's been there ever since. He's been there 20-plus years in total, uh, as Activision until they purchased Avenue Games, which later became Blizzard. Uh, he's also helped steer the company apparently to great commercial heights. Uh, that's a direct quote from yeah. Activision after he left. Uh, Bobby Kotick, he's just he just he just leaves a stink everywhere he goes. He's like Trump; he just smells of ass. The aroma is all powerful. I can't wait till he's, he's just disappears. I I fully expect he's going to pop back up in a year. And he bought another publisher or something. <laughs> I bet you any money that's going to happen. Ugh. I can Thank I can you. see it coming from a mile off. He'll end up buying somebody else, and he'll back he'll come straight back in. He'll be back in the scene eventually. I can see Probably, it. Probably, but can we not? Please, can we just like enjoy life without Please. We did have a conversation with Xbox actually uh, this past couple of weeks ago. Um, I had a conversation last week as well with one of the, uh, I'm not, I can't give their name away because you'll never want to know who it is, but we were having conversations about events and upcoming events for Xbox, because um, I wanted to invite them to something else. They said basically they declined the reason, uh, they declined to come to another event because they said they are finalising plans or something else, and announcement is coming soon. They didn't want to give specifics, but they did confirm that Xbox will be hosting another digital showcase. So we have had confirmation that an Xbox Developer Direct is on the way. Uh, there is two sources, one of which is from Reddit Xanton. Uh, he has a history of confirming showcases. He has a very long history. Um, he's confirmed like EGX packs. E3 was going to be cancelled. Uh, he's been one of the few people you can rely on for that. Uh, but yes, going the long room and next Xbox Direct will be happening during the week of the 14th of January. Uh, the event will likely occur between the 15th and 19th, he said. Uh, but on Thursday, there was another user who's uh, broken Spanish. I cannot, I think it's Spanish, it might be Portuguese, uh, without trying to say, trying to read it or going through translate. He basically said the 25th uh, will be the, uh, the date of it. They did release an image, uh, which we don't know whether it's legit, but it is the same text and artwork that. Xbox have used in the past, so it could be, might not be, um, but he said the 25th. We have got a feature up on the website if you guys want to go check it out. It has, uh, go through our top 10 of what we think will be uh, will be the shown games. I'm going to say Avowed uh, is probably most likely. Uh, Lightyear Frontier is another one. Um, there is other, other bits of Xbox news, though, but I will say I do think the next Xbox showcase, I believe, is next week. As far as what I've been told, so the week of 14th, uh, it seems likely to well, me. Well, normally if that was going to be the case, it would have been announced by now. Not always. The last time they did an de- uh, Xbox developer direct, and it was kind of like a shadow one, um, I believe it was in mid-April or May, and it was only a small one. They had like uh, Forza, Motorsport, and a few other bits, but that only came out a few days before. They announced it was meant to be on, I think it was on the Thursday, and they announced it on the Tuesday. 
So they have got a history of, of dropping it at the last minute. It's not always immediately. So I do think that's, is, they may well do that for this one. If it is the week of the 14th, um, that's going to be the Sunday. So you're looking at Monday through to Friday. So 15th and 19th. I believe that is the day. As far as I've been told anyway, uh, that looks to be the, uh, the confirmed date. Uh, for the next Xbox showcase, uh, I'm expecting about 30 minutes of announcements. It's not going to be a very long one, so it's about 30 minutes long. Maybe a bit longer than that, maybe about 40, but around that mark. Uh, do not expect a very long showcase, uh, but they will be updated. Again, we have got about six first-party Xbox exclusives dropping this year, over the course of this year. At least ones we know are confirmed for 2024. Not all of them have specific release dates, but majority of them are this year. We do also know that an Xbox first party game will be portly going multi-platform. This is clearly to Nate Hate, who's a podcaster. Um, he has said and claimed that first party Xbox title will be going multi-platform this year. There's obviously a lot of speculation this is Hi-Fi Rush. will be coming to Nintendo Switch at some point. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush, even though it didn't sell extremely well, uh, is one of the most critically acclaimed games on the platform. And it's mainly because it is difficult with music rhythm. Uh, which is very hard to master, but it is fantastic. Came from Tango Gameworks, uh, Shadow Drop last year during the ex- last Xbox developer direct. We are obviously had rumours that there will be another Shadow Drop this year, um, which I've been hearing might be Clockwork Revolution. We don't know that yet. Um, that is just speculation. But uh, apparently, the game that they are looking at is a game was in the game of the year conversation and the year that it was released. Uh, I have gone through the last Game of the Year contenders, the people that were nominated, the games that were nominated at the Game Awards, uh, since 2014. Xbox has three. Uh, of those three is Doom Eternal, Psychonauts 2, uh, and another one which I cannot remember off the top of my head. Um, but a lot of them are in Game of the Year contention. Some of the ones we did mention, Doom Eternal, Psychonauts 2, Grounded was another one, and uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. 2020, uh, which is, I believe, scored one of the highest ratings for an Xbox game ever. It was about a 91. Um, but they are apparently, according to uh, Nate, uh, the calendar year of 2024, one of the first party games to a competitive, will be coming to a competitive system. A lot of people are speculating this is one of the biggest games like Halo or Forza are coming to PlayStation. That is stupid. Do not listen to those people. Uh, you're not getting that. Um, some of the other people have said, Obviously, grounded. Some people have said Ori. Uh, maybe I mean Hi-Fi Rush to Switch is the most preferable. Um, but I will say this is an agreement between Xbox and Nintendo. They announced this last year uh, during the Xbox FTC trial, uh, where they were basically talking about contracts. Xbox signed an agreement with Nintendo to bring Activision Blizzard and Xbox first-party games to the platform. They didn't specify which. They just signed an agreement to bring those games to the platform. Alright, so that could be anything, but it's to Nintendo. The agreement they signed with PlayStation included Call of Duty only, nothing else. So PlayStation fans need to get out of their head right now, they're thinking they're getting Halo. You're not. No Xbox games are going like full first part, third party and Xbox are just going to start putting the games elsewhere. That's not happening. What they are doing, because what they have got a 10 to 15 year roadmap, of games you want to release first party and exclusive, they are looking at building their own library because up until now they haven't had a library of big games. They've maybe released one game a year and that game has not done well. Last year they had released three. This year they've got six. 
Next year they have another six. Year after that they have seven. Xbox is planning a lot of games for the next five years. They're not then going to just start getting announced by the platforms. They're all first party exclusives. People need to get that out of their mind. Oh, this is something that's going to be happening. But if you look and look at the potential pull of what games they may be looking to pull, uh, one of which Matt Boot said in 2019, they are working on what future games to bring to the platforms on a case-by-case franchise basis. Uh, the potential port will be the first game, it wouldn't be the first game, obviously Xbox uh, owns Minecraft, they are currently receiving support on PS4 and PS5, uh, there's also the updated version of Ori, which is available on the Switch, uh, they are looking at releasing uh, some of their AA idea Xbox games, the games they sign exclusive through indie developers, uh, those games may be coming also to Switch. Uh, may release on PlayStation, those games only are timed exclusive, they're not permanently exclusive, uh, but when the announcement comes, they said, I think it'll be met with a lot of excitement because it's a quality game. I think this is a smart move from Microsoft from a business perspective. If you're bringing games to multi-platforms to Switch and PlayStation, you're doing so because you see the quality of the IP and the franchise you want to expand its reach beyond just the Xbox, which is a smart move. I do think it is either Psychonauts 2, because that never got a Switch port or a PlayStation 5 release. I could also say that it could be Grounded, because that name never released anywhere else. People saying, oh, it's on Steam. Steam is not a platform, it's a storefront. It was already on PC. But, it's already Xbox. So it's never been on PlayStation, it's never been on Switch. Grounded will be a great game to get on the other platforms. Uh, as far as that, it's not going to be Ori. Because I don't think Xbox own the rights to that, and they have an exclusive permanent deal. So, that may not be something that happens. Although they did pull to the game to Switch, and that was an agreement made between the developer Xbox and Nintendo. I don't see that it's obviously not going to be Halo or Gears of War. That's just beyond dumb. You're not getting there for the biggest first party releases. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's probably be one of their AA indie titles may get on Switch in the next couple of weeks. Um, we have been saying this for quite a while that Xbox is looking to do this. They want to start bringing more games to more players. They have obviously repeatedly said that they're going to try and get Game Pass on other platforms. Uh, it's not going to be one of their biggest releases. So anyway, it's half the deals of the week. Roll the thing. It deals off the week. If you don't find what you want, then sorry, I don't know. Of <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> we can't help you. Kingdoms <laughs> off this week: Nintendo Switch OLED Mario Red Edition. Uh, it's been sold by Shop Two using the code JanJoy15. That is JanJoy15. Get the Switch for £287.17 with free shipping via eBay. Uh, the offer is expiring on the 10th of January, so you have a couple of days. Grab it quickly. Uh, the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim a Special Edition is the HD remaster with all three DLCs. That's currently being sold on CD keys for £6.49 for Steam. That's £6.49 for Steam. Robocop Rogue City, the Alex Murphy Edition. You will need a VPN. You can get it via Epic Games on the via Turkey for £15.76. Uh, you can also find Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection right now on Steam via CD Keys for £5.79. That's not bad at all. Uh, the Hogwarts Legacy on PS5 is being sold at the game collection. Use the code JANJOY15. You can get that £28.86 with free shipping via eBay. Deal is expiring on the 10th of January. Borderlands 3 on Steam via CD Keys this week is £5.49 with free shipping. If you are looking for new Game Pass and yours is about to expire, you can get Game Pass Ultimate for 24 months. 
and plus two weeks. You will need a VPN, okay? It's the Xbox Turkey. Uh, you can get it for £74.97 at CD Keys with free shipping. Uh, Spirit Sarah Farewell Edition on PC is £2.49 at CD Keys. Starfield Premium Upgrade Edition uh, for Xbox Series X and S at Amazon this week is £21.95. Uh, this product is similar to the upgrade to the original game, uh, but it does require the original game to work. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 Definitive Edition right now on the Nintendo eShop for Nintendo Switch is £22.49. That deal is expiring on the 14th of January, so you have a few days, but you can get that on the Nintendo eShop for £22.49. MetaQuest 2 VR gaming headset for 128GB. Uh, it comes with the uh, EVA carrying case, the grey. If you are in the UK, you can get it at Curry's this week for £249 with free shipping. Prince of Persia The Lost Crown pre-order right now for Xbox, PS5 and Switch is being sold by the game collection for 8% off. Use the code JANJOY15 again and get it for £34.81, that is 8% off. And Nintendo Switch OLED uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom Special Edition uh, with the e it comes with an EU plug, uh, so you'll probably be able to use this only if you're in the EU. It's being sold at the game collection this week. Use the code JANJOY15 and get it with free shipping for £280.46 through eBay. Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1 on Nintendo Switch. Use the code again, JANJOY15. It's being sold by the game collection. It's currently 19% off. You can get it for £30.56 with free shipping via eBay. Deals expiring on the 10th of January. Uh, like a Dragon Infinite Wealth this week with PS5 and Xbox One. Uh, that is obviously the pre-order. It's been sold by the game collection, 11% off. Use the same code, JANJOY15, J-A-N-J-O-Y-15, numbers, uh, £44.16. is 11% off, and you get it via for, with free shipping via eBay. Uh, God of War on Steam this week. The original is £15.49 via CD Keys. Uh, you can also pick up the Scarlet and Violet Nintendo Switch OLED. Use the same code. Deals expiring on the 10th of January. That's £271.96 with free shipping via eBay. Uh, Lego's Marvel's Avengers Deluxe Edition on PC this week via CD Keys is £1.49. Second 8 launch edition uh, at Shop 2 is £49.18. That is obviously the, uh, the pre-order because that game doesn't come out for a couple more weeks. Uh, use the same code, Janjoy15, and you get that for £49.18. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 1, Nintendo Switch Digital this week on the eShop is £12.79. Deals expiring on the 14th of January, so you have a bit of time there. Red Dead Redemption 2, last up, is the Ultimate Edition for Xbox of Iceland. Uh, the Microsoft Iceland store, you will need a VPN if you are not in the UK or not in Iceland, but otherwise it's saying you don't need a VPN, which is interesting. £16, the deal's expiring on the 16th of January, so you have a little bit of time now. Uh, standard edition was about 10 or 11 originally, uh, but that offer has now ended. You can get it for £16 uh, exchange rates via Iceland, £16 on the Microsoft store. Or you need a VPN if you are in the UK. That's going to do it for the deals for the week. Uh, Corey, I want to ask you a question. What is your thoughts on the Emmys? Are you, uh, are, do you watch these award shows or do you not care? The, uh, the Emmys are beautiful, aren't they? No, no, not always. I don't think so. The Emmys are, I mean, you've got the Grammys. Are you thinking of the Grammys? No, hang on. I... The Grammys are music. The hang Emmys on. are like TV. Oh. Yeah, maybe. But either way, I'm pretty... Uh, I don't tend to watch award shows very much these days anyway. Yeah. Oh, we are only watching Game uh, Awards, even though last year's Game Awards was dog shit. But I say that politely, mainly because it's Jeff Keighley's fault, but... I was going to speak about oh, this. No, it is, oh, no, it's TV shows. It's 
Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah, I did. I did actually was holding the American version of the stuff, doesn't it? Yeah. It That's been. where I was getting confused. The Oscars is the movies, the Emmys is TV, the Grammys is yeah. music. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. We did, I did actually record an episode just before Christmas with Shinobi that never went out. Uh, it's mainly because the audio feed was terrible. I kept getting feedback. But we did speak about the uh, the Game Awards and my thoughts on it. Um, I may release a, a short clip of just that segment, but I really went into Jeff Keighley. Um, uh, I, I really went into it. Basically, yeah, no, the whole. Don't repeat it now. Just. No, I, I will. I will release a short clip down the line. But yeah, I'm. I, I'm not a fan of Jeff Keeley's <laughs> Game Awards. That whole thing was just despicable. <laughs> I love that word, despicable. Uh, Nick Offerman's bill, uh, obviously from the Last of Us TV show uh, headline: Eight creative arts wins from the Last of Us TV series. Uh, the show bagged the top seven awards, including the outstanding guest actor. Uh, one Nick Offerman won his portrayal for Bill. Uh, Storm Reid, who played Riley Abel in the show's episode Left Behind, won the award for Outstanding Guest Actress in the Drama Series. Out of all the awards, Last of Us won Outstanding Prosthetic Makeup, Special Effects in a Season or Movie, Main Title Design, Sound Editing for a Comedy or Drama Series, Sound Mixing for a Comedy or Drama Series, and Outstanding Picture Editing for a Drama Series. Uh, it's been renewed for a second season. We are expecting the next two and a half weeks. Uh, the first season's run, which concluded in March 2023, so we are expecting the next episodes to launch in the next two months, which I'm very much looking forward to. I can't wait for the second season. Uh, showrunner Craig Mazin has said the show's second season won't cover the entirety of part two of the video game. The series could run for another three to five seasons, but he's saying four should be a, perfect, should be a good number. Which means it will end up being twice that amount and become shit towards the last few. <laughs> yeah, the last few when they run out of content. Because they're yeah. trying to run three seasons out of one game. That isn't going to work. And the thing is, The Last of Us Part 2, I know you're a fan, Nightmare, and I'm sorry to say this, dude, but The the Last of Us Part 2 is terrible. agree to disagree in some parts. If we're talking well, about the part I, I will say the character, yes, the way horrible. they... It, it's an awful game from the point of the story. It makes no sense. Because if you look back throughout the entirety of the game, right, Ellie's going around killing everybody. In the most brutal... You can do things in the most brutal of ways, like blow people's heads up. She's got no problem chucking grenades into groups of people, like full dragging zombies towards them to get the meat and blowing people up, shooting their legs out. No problem doing any of that. Just brutal murder for, like, two hours, right? No problem at all. You get to the final scene, and she can't kill the person... Who killed her like stepdad? She can't do it. Suddenly she has a conscience, but she just spent like <laughs> murdering everyone. But the person she should actually have a grudge on, yeah. she can't do it. Yeah. The story makes no sense. It is real, and it, it jumps constantly. I know you're supposed to be playing about the perspective of two different people, but the, the jumping is awkward as shit. Like, I know you're supposed to be like humanising the villain. But at the same time, like, it just doesn't make sense, like, if it's constant, like, one, going through one and then you're jumping back in time and going forward again and then jumping back, it's horrible. The way they do that, I guess, is awful. I I was okay with Ellie not killing Abby at the very end, but I didn't like the part... I was okay with it, I just didn't understand why. I, I didn't like the parts where you had to play as Abby and they were trying to, like, make you care about her character. I'm like, she just killed Jill, why would I want to... 
care about this character. That, that was my thought as well. Murk the bitch. <laughs> so I was going, how you doing that? I, don't, I honestly did not give a shit about that character. And then during, like, one of the, the worst bosses. And then during the first boss fight, you have to play as her. I'm like, no, I want to play as Ellie during this boss fight. <laughs> yeah, like, don't, I don't want to fight Ellie. It's like when you're, like when you're trying to not kill Abby, but if you actually kill Abby, then the game resets. You say, yeah. don't kill her while you've got a strangler. Like, what am I supposed to do then? <laughs> ridiculous. The, the whole game is just crap. I don't care about like, awards and stuff. The, the game is terrible. It looks nice. Story's terrible. Gameplay is awful. I, I'm not a fan at all. I do also the TV show. The first, first game was great. First game was brilliant. Second game dog shit. And if they're now going to run three seasons of TV off that really terrible game, I'm not going to be happy. They've got to come out with that. Anyway. Because the last was, like, if we're considering that they took, like, a 12 hour game, maybe, and put that all into, like, what, eight, nine episodes, um, yeah. how are they going to take, like, the 24 hour game, I think I've heard, in, like, full length? And it, maybe they could just pull a bunch of crap that's like, oh, every single time we switch characters, that's when a new season starts. If they do that, that's a bunch of crap. Um, yeah, but they're going to also have to try and fill it out with stuff that was not in the game. Because oh, yeah. there's no way you could get a 24-hour game into 30, 27 episodes. For one hour long. Let's put that into perspective, alright? <laughs> that's 270 hours I've come to. You have to get from one game. So they're going to basically try and split that up, right? <laughs> 22, like 24 hours in the game. They're going to have to do one hour from each of the game in one episode. That is just, nah. It's not even probably be that. It'd be like 10 minutes. But they're going to have to fill it out. It's just, it's not, you need to, you need to come out with another game before the end of season four. And if they don't announce one soon, this series is doomed. By the end of it, people will be demanding it finishes. Or, they'll try and do what Hulu did with The Handmaid's Tale and just create something that has nothing yeah. to do with the games. Yeah, and basically fill in new characters. And yeah. Because if I remember right, it was only the first it. season of The Handmaid's Tale that was based off the book. The rest of it, yeah. they sort of just come up with out of nowhere. Don't ask me why I brought that into it. It was the only thing I could think of that was based <laughs> on something and then yeah. thought it and then continued before that did, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And I, I will say also, the uh, the character of Abby is just... She's not likeable as a villain. She's not likeable as as a, as a character itself. Like, she, she's not just not believable in that role. And the fact that if they're going to try and... Like, if they do try and put a whole season... Just with Abby. It's, it's just like, it's not even like cheap it's just like, go away, I don't want to see you. It's not interesting, you get that serial to a take, because Abby is not a like, not even, not even as a villain, a likeable character, she's just, there. I don't know how they're going to manage it. And they'll kill, kill off Joel as well, so apparently they're not going to kill off Joel right away in season two, they're going to spat it out to the end of season two. Which... It must be how? really difficult. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do it. Because I've been here and they're not going to do it in the first episode because they want to keep it around to the end of at least the second season. 
because he is going to be a, a, a key focus for like the marketing and stuff. He's in all the marketing already. So they, if they're just going to kill him off in episode one, that doesn't make any sense. So basically, they've marketed the wrong character, and now they've realised, oh crap, we're going to have to come up with a way of keeping him there, so people actually want to watch the show. Yeah, for at least another season <laughs> until they kill him off. We've got to keep Pedro Pascal as long as we can. Because <laughs> let's, let's be honest, right, the girl who plays Ab- Ellie is a brilliant actress. She's fantastic. I loved her in Lord of the Rings. She's done play work, which I thought she was brilliant in. She's been in TV shows before. She's a really, really good actress. Right, let's, let's be honest, she's good. She's not as big as Pascal in name value. She's not going to draw an audience on her own. So if they want to keep the show running for at least another season and try and keep that audience, and if they're going to keep him around, they're going to need to find a way of filling like nine episodes of content. Because if you haven't played the game, Joel basically dies almost immediately. So how are they going to keep him around? Just doesn't make sense. You find this big budget actor who just gets murked in the first episode. It's just, yeah. No, I, I, feel that the, I feel bad for the people whose first experience with The Last of Us Part Two will be this show. And then when Joel doesn't die in the first episode, they go into the game and they're like, oh, wow, I can't wait for a lot of Joel content. And then he dies in, like, the first, like, three minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see that happening as well. Like, they're going to have to... Uh, they haven't announced anything, but I think also, if they're going to be releasing this in March, they're going to be going head-to-head with Fallout, which releases the beginning of April. Which I don't know what Fallout looks like yet, but if this show starts with them killing off Joel, <laughs> and then they have to compete with Fallout, after they just, like, basically the most likeable character in the whole TV series is dead, and you're left with just Ellie, I don't see how that's going to work. I mean, yeah, you've got the, the DLC still to go, and, like, the, the, rest, of the, the rest of the game... If they then have to get rid of their main character and then go up against Xbox and fall out, that's going to be quite a number crunch of who's, who's going to come away with the win on that one. Viewers are going to have to decide which one they want. I mean, we don't know anything about Fallout, but I really love those power suits. They look sick. I want, I want one of them. If, some, if somebody's working on Fallout and you're able to snag one, grabbing one as well, I just want the helmet. I want to wear, I want to wear the helmet from that power suit. It looks amazing. It really does. Anyway, uh, moving on, uh, I want to quickly touch on this, this was something that was posted last week uh, by a developer, I'll say developer, I don't know anything she's made, um, never heard of her before, apparently she's also worked in journalism, but she decided to ta- attack us, unprovoked, no reason, uh, when I say us, I mean journalists in general, I don't mean games in quarrel, obviously, but uh, she decided to attack all journalists. Uh, she wrote that all journalists are only following developers for leaks, in case you make a mistake. Uh, do not trust them. She addressed this to all new starters of the games industry. Don't trust journalists. Um, I, When this was posted, uh, but I think it was Monday, uh, I was rather angry, um, I will admit. I was considering doing a rant. I was considering going in and completely just eviscerating her for about ten minutes. Uh, I've decided never not to do that. Um, I will say to any developers that are following us, uh, we don't follow you for leaks. 
uh, conversations we've had with developers in the past and we've sent you a message or you sent us a message, you know full well we've never asked you for leaks. Uh, I think the only person that there was one leak was P-Cube uh, and that's because we reported on when one of the developers from that studio had contacted us a couple of years ago now uh, to talk about the state of what P-Cube had done was like buying, using government grants to buy out their studio shares. Um, P-Cube obviously will issue a statement not to us, to IGN first, but we've had contact with the developers first. Uh, and IGN had obviously picked up on it. That seems to be the case with everything lately. Um, but yeah, we're, we're not following developers just for leaks. I will say that point blank. Uh, this developer, uh, this woman in question, who I've never heard of personally, and I've, I've probably met a good couple of thousand developers over the last five years, I have never once had a conversation with a, with a developer following them on Twitter just in case they might leak something. If it is the case, there are people out there that will grab that quickly, but I don't know a single journalist that would, because they'd probably be regular people and they'd be up on Reddit within five minutes. Quicker than I can get to it anyway. So if you are thinking that we are going to do that, if that's the opinion you have of us, without context or even asking us first, feel free to unfollow. We're not, we're not the sort of people that would just try and screw you over. Uh, we don't usually post actual leaks, we'll leave a link, maybe, if it's something big, um, but often than that, we don't say anything, we'll just say those leaks are out there, we don't actually share the leak itself. Other than that, that's it. You know, um, we, when we do follow developers, and I will say, because I do know we do have developers that follow us, it's usually because we want to review one of your games, <laughs> or we admire something you're doing, we want to get on your mailing list to make sure that we can cover it properly. That's usually it. But that's anyway, that's my two cents. I'm not going to go into this one because I think everything's been said so far. Um, moving on though, with the news this week, we did obviously get news about the Switch 2. Uh, we did cover this last, I think it was last, I don't know, October or November. Uh, we did speak to somebody at Nintendo who gave us some, uh, some news on the potential. Uh, Switch 2, Switch Pro. Um, I will say the Switch next Switch uh, will not be uh, a Switch 2. Uh, it's not being, it's not a, an upgrade uh, as far as what was originally reported. It is just a, re a, a renovated console. It will be slightly better than what we currently have. Uh, the console will also be retailing for about $400. It will be releasing this year, and it will be increasing the price of Switch games to $70. 70 pounds. Uh, that includes all first-party Nintendo games, Mario, Pokemon, Zelda, etc. That's a bit much. Um, we've also said there were suggestions that the console could launch with an LCD screen instead of the OLED. Uh, that still is the case. Um, in order to make the co co console more affordable, uh, the console will inc also include a physical cartridge slot. That still is the case. Uh, we don't know now whether the internal memory storage will increase. Uh, we are hearing conflicting claims that there will be what either will or won't be, um, but we have heard that the rest of it is correct. Uh, there's no confirmation whether the console will include backwards compatibility. That is still the case, um, but we are suspecting it will do because Nintendo is looking to port save files from the Switch over, so it could be the original Switch's games. Uh, as far as what Nintendo has done previously, they are looking more into backwards compatibility, so there is the possibility that all the games that released in the original Switch will also work on the new one. Um, it will also obviously include handheld uh, and docked. 
uh, that's not going to change. Um, it's also Nintendo's improved they want to convert the current Switch base over to the new. They will be beginning doing that this year. You do know that publicly now. Uh, they will be trying to convert customers to go over to uh, the new console by uploading their details onto a website. We don't know when that website is launching. We do know the Switch 2 has been demoed so far. Uh, a number of people have seen it. I haven't yet. I'm trying to find out where I can. Uh, because Nintendo will be out and about in the UK in the next year. Uh, so I'm trying to find somewhere I can go to if there is an event where I can go check it out. Um, speaking of Nintendo though, uh, Nintendo hacker Gary Bowser uh, has denied links to the new Switch flash cart. Uh, it was released in prison last year and will have to pay Nintendo for the rest of his life. Which is just... I, I feel sorry for this guy. I know what he did was crap. guys. I know what he did was rubbish. He's, he's an absolute dick. Right? It's not disputable. I mean, emulation is not illegal. Piracy on some accounts I would consider okay, as long as it's done in a, for games that are no longer supported and you can't buy anywhere and nobody's nobody's selling them. If you have a copy and you want to make another copy to obviously give to your friend, I'd say that's okay. Mass pirating is not. But uh, fact he has to now pay Nintendo forever. For most of his wages, $10 million in damages for a guy who doesn't no longer have a job and a criminal record is a lot of money. Uh, he'll be likely seen paying the company a portion of his salary forever till the day he dies. Uh, he's also been connected to another more high-profile hacking attempt known as the MIG Switch, uh, which uses claim to allow players to back up games on all standard non-modified Switch consoles regardless of firmware. Uh, the device has the appearance of a Switch game cartridge, but with an SD card slot which allows players to boot up ROM. It's designed to back up your legally owned Nintendo Switch games. Uh, which I don't really see as an issue, because most games you can download to your PC now. Switch, there are Switch consoles out there where you can just do it anyway. Uh, Bowser has denied his involvement. Uh, Directly responded to the allegations in the Discord post, claiming he was the subject of a DNS poisoning attack, in which he was being threatened by Bagat to seek him random mon- ransom money. Uh, he repaired the damage to his servers to change all his passwords, uh, but he did that just before Christmas. Sadly, people were told to still say it was him. Uh, just after the day after someone was threatening him via Skype, uh, I sent them $1,000 per month for the next 40 months and they would leak a bunch of shit. I'm not going to engage with Charles or comment on it. Obviously, he appeared in court charged with 11 felony accounts, pled guilty to two counts and offered to pay 4.5. And then in a civil case ruling, though, he was ordered to pay an additional $10 million, $14.5 million for selling console mods. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nintendo is ruthless as shit, isn't they? <laughs> are you surprised? Just Not particularly, the they, are, they do this all the time. Yeah, just they need all the money they can get for trying to release, just for trying to release too many bloody unnecessary yeah. consoles. Like, I'd say unnecessary games, the amount of junk and shovelware they have on the eShop now is just... Yeah, you know. I, I understand why they're increasing the game of the game. It's like seventy dollars seems to be the basic industry standard right now. But four hundred dollars well, switch is just. I I would be okay with the price increase if most of the games were like higher quality. Because like when I look at a seven like a seventy dollar game, I'm thinking that I'm going to get like hours out of that, not like four. I mean, I so like once so, if it was like leg- all like Legend of Zelda Tears in the Kingdom sort of length, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, that I got. That's like two, three hundred hours. 
I didn't like it, but I, I understood that. But yeah, like, no one yeah. paying seventy dollars for a Pokemon game, especially if Pokemon keeps doing what on earth they did in uh, I think twenty twenty two. I want to say, yeah, Scarlet and Violet. Like no one's gonna pay seventy for that. I think people barely paid sixty. Um, and then you got and then you got the Switch too, which is just like four hundred dollars. Barely as good as an Xbox One and PS4. And my, and the only thing I'd say to that is, really, like, you're you're just still gonna be a whole generation behind. Yeah, I mean Mario Kart, I I would never pay. I mean, if if they released like the uh, the course pass with it, then yeah, I would say yeah, seventy dollars. But I'm not paying standard seventy dollars for Mario Kart. That game's worth about forty fifty at most. But if they're all like the length of like Zelda and they start releasing more feature length games, then yeah, I would, I'd be happy to pay that. Four hundred dollars though for a barely revamped console is going a bit far. So Switch, and then it also doesn't have an LCD screen. screen. I mean, look back at the original Switch. That released for what two hundred fifty, three hundred. I believe three hundred dollars. Yeah, so you're looking at you know that's that's pretty standard. It's not up to the power of, of, like, the Xbox or the PS5, but it's matching them in price point. And if it does release at $400, I mean, currently the Xbox Series X is $350. Is it still $350? I know it's a new new console, but Jesus. Is it still $350? Yeah, but then the argument's going to be inflation. Yeah, I mean, you can say inflation, but at the same time, you're like, there's, there's so many switches out there at the moment and they're all going for 200 quid. If you're just barely improving what you've already got, I mean, it's going to be, it looks pretty much the same. It's only just slightly different. It's not much difference between the original and this new one they're apparently releasing. And yes, I've seen images. It, it still has all the same features. The only difference is it has, it's going back one generation. It's no longer going to have an OLED screen like the, the, OLED model they released. They're going back to the original LCD, which is what the original dock switch has anyway. So there's no improvement now. It's barely going to increase any memory from what we're now being told. It's not going to be a revamped next-gen console with graphics similar to the 8th generation PS4 and Xbox One. So you're not, you're, it's like, what's the point? It's still comparable to what this original switch is, which is barely being able to play anything AAA, it really struggles on almost everything that isn't a, a, like an indie title or a Nintendo-made game. They're not improving anything, and they're asking $400 for it. This is typical Nintendo. They do this with everything, but at the same time, you have to kind of level your interest. Like, I know I know they, they want to make more money, but you're not going to make $400 for a concert. There will be people out there that will buy it, obviously, but there's no chance. Even when I spoke to Shinobi about this, and everyone knows he is a massive Nintendo fanboy. He doesn't get, he does, he doesn't like. He he loves his Xbox and his PS5, but overall, over everything, it will always be Switch. Anything Nintendo, he just he loves it. Even he said, "I'm not paying four hundred pounds for this console, not the chance." The question so, is, though, are they then? Do they know that, and are they, are they then going to force the issue? I don't By think not Nintendo allowing compatibility. I don't even think Nintendo will look at the market. Because they've done this before with previous games where they released I can't remember what the game was, I think it was an old Mario game or something, but they had 
like an old game that released 20 years ago, and then they re-released it for 70 quid. And they were asking like full premium price, 60, 70 dollars for like old games that they were remade. Not even remade, they just buy them for the visuals. What'd you say? 3D All-Stars, I believe it's called. Yeah, that's the one. Slightly, slightly improved, but they charge full price. It's, no, it's but what I'm saying, no, but what I'm saying is, are they yeah. not going to do the classic... Are they, are they not going to end up doing what PlayStation has started to do? And just release games that won't be compatible through the original Switch? They will do, but Therefore, they're, therefore they're enforcing the issue on the people that, like you and me, know that getting the new one is fucking stupid. It's a waste of time and money, is what it is. It I mean, yeah, I Yeah, but I know full well that they're gonna they're gonna say, okay, well, if you don't buy this, you don't get to play this game. They, they they probably try and turn the Switch original Switch servers off at some point, try and force people over. But they have got they are not the nicest company. They've got a family friendly image, but then they're not nice to their own customers. And they'll, I know that they're just going to say, they, they do this, Nintendo's known for this, this is what they do, they, they'll remake something to slightly improve and then charge you full price for it. But because it's Nintendo and they have such a squeaky clean image, even though they're not squeaky clean, they are going to, they are able to get away with it. It's constant, they've done it so many times, like games and consoles, like when they had the Wii and the Wii U, oh this isn't. I mean, I think that was the biggest, <laughs> the biggest difference between oh, Microsoft and the next. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. Compl- I mean, I liked the handheld bit. I thought that was the biggest jump in tech. A lot of people didn't like it, but it's like the difference between the NES and the and the SNES. Like, it's minimal changes, but then they charge you full price for it. They do this with games. They do this with accessories. They're gonna do it with the new one, but from what I've heard, it's barely any different at all. It's like only slight improvements, and they've jumped back in the screen technology, which doesn't make any sense at all either. What I don't understand about it is the fact that, like, it's just going to be another Switch. And in terms of Nintendo's past consoles, why would you just make another Switch? Because look at, like, every single thing. Like, Wii U failed. Uh, 3DS not didn't fail as bad as the Wii U, but still failed, I think. Yeah. Uh, Things with, like, the same name aren't going to do anything. And especially if they're not going to be, like, any different. <laughs> and I, I feel bad for, like, big Nintendo fans because I keep hearing people talk about, like, oh, my God, it's as powerful as the PS4. Yeah, a lot of things are as powerful as the PS4, and they cost <laughs> less. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, also I, I, actually, that, that – sorry for interrupting you, Major. That, I guess. Another thing that makes this make absolutely no sense. As powerful as the PS4, we are currently at 5. And 6 is on its way. Exactly. They're too far behind. Nintendo's about 4 generations behind. (laughs) They're charging more. (laughs) And then there's the same argument that I always have with this, of like, Stop trying to charge people an extortionate amount of money for wanting an escape from reality when they can't even afford to live. But, you know... Yeah, I, th- I think Nintendo's fallen a bit behind the times. I don't think they're kind of up with current events. But at the same time, you have to look at what the Switch, what the supposed Switch Pro is going to be able to do. Because it's not a real sequel console, it's not an next-gen console. 
they they tried claiming originally it's going to be compatible with like UE5, and it's going to be able to play like PS4, Xbox One games, like comparable graphics and uh, process and res- resolution, and, and the process is going to be pretty much the same as what was in the Xbox One. Uh, the memory storage is going to be like at least because I think at the moment it's about 32 gig on the Switch. It's going to be about double, if not triple, that on the new one. But they also haven't said how much the, the memory of these games are going to be when they start releasing. Um, we do know the new Switch is out there. Um, it's been sent to first-party developers. Third-party developers have now been receiving it as well uh, to kind of get you an idea of what it's going to look like when they release the full dev kit. But we do know the Switch is out there right now, this new one. And from what I'm hearing, not many people are, are very impressed, quite frankly. And I'm, I'm not going to go into details, because even though I should for this podcast, there's a lot of people that will not be happy with me if I did. I probably wouldn't hear from them again. But I will say these are, there's, there is confirmations out there that there's a lot of people that do not are not very impressed with what Nintendo has produced so far. This is obviously the early model. Uh, they're getting feedback and stuff. We are, I am expecting there is going to be a uh, Nintendo Direct in February, um, which is the next one. Um, remember, if I can't remember the, the, the month that I said it is um, from last year, uh, I think it was around Summer Games Fest when I said there was going to be another Nintendo Direct. Um, there was, it was just a dedicated one instead. Um, but yeah, they have got another Direct coming in February, um, and then I'm expecting one roughly around middle of the year, uh, and then maybe a last one, probably a dedicated one at some point. But yeah, Nintendo's first big one will be in February, and I'm expecting that's when they're going to announce the actual console will be coming around Christmas. I've been hearing November, December, uh, so that most likely we'll, we'll get a confirmation next month, uh, but I haven't heard anything else since then. Um, and I, I, if they announce it, it's going to be $400, and they haven't changed that by then, there's going to be a lot of backlash. Because when that starts hitting the actual public, when it comes directly from Nintendo, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be like, what? Don't forget, if you are a Switch owner, uh, we do have a Facebook group, Nintendo Switch Friend Codes and Online Fun. I didn't choose the name, thanks, Callum. I hate that. I was trying to say, I presume you mean that. If you hate the name, then why don't you just tell him to do one and override it? He he won't. He said he wants to keep it. Which is fair enough. I mean, he's going to have to change it anyway when Switch 2 releases. So he's going to have to think about what he's going to call it, because we don't even know what the new Switch is going to end up being called, or it's not set in stone yet. We might have to change the name anyway. But we are currently sitting just under 28,000 members, uh, so we are going to be hopefully approaching 30,000 this year for this group. If you are a Switch owner and would like to make some friends and talk about the Switch games, come find us on Facebook. Uh, it's a pretty cool community, actually. Um, we've got to move on, though, before we jump into a break. Florida Joker is back again. Uh, we did speak about this last year. This guy's a moron. Uh, he did come out because the, obviously the GTA 6 trailer released in December. Um, man, very cool, nice-looking GTA 6 trailer. Uh, I, I'm not, it's not as interesting as uh, the GTA 5 one was, but I, it's very impressive. This game is one of the most anticipated games of all time. I don't think it's going to be... I think it's probably going to be the biggest-selling game ever. But this guy, because there was a two-second... Appearance by someone with tattoos on his face in front of a in front of a police station, and we know Rockstar's known for parody anyway. They've done this in GTA 5, they did this in GTA 4. When they release the trailer, they parody other stuff. They've been doing this for decades, and they know exactly what they're allowed to get away with. 
this guy basically saw what he believed was him. Uh, told Rock... G, no, he didn't tell Rockstar. He told GTA we got to talk. He's talking to the game now. <laughs> He's yeah, right. it. Even though people have corrected him that it's not GTA, it's Rockstar Games. He's saying, you still want to say, GTA, we got to talk. It's not GTA, GTA is the game, you idiot. Uh, <laughs> idiot. It's like you're going, oh, FIFA. No, what is it called? Uh, Halo, we've got to talk. You stole my line. <laughs> uh, Master Chief, where are you? <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. This guy's an idiot. He wanted $2 million because he thought it was him. Uh, he said, oh, Rockstar, this is my one and only warning. Uh, you've got to pay me $2 million, we got to talk. Rockstar, obviously, did not respond. Three days later, he came back because Rockstar refused to answer him. Seems probably a week. Uh, said, we've got to talk, Rockstar. This is my face. This is, a, this is look, this is, it's exactly the same. I want $5 million. All my Jewish lawyers are going to be coming down to draft. Apparently, I don't know why this, this is so important. These lawyers are Jewish. That's racist as shit. But then he's like, we've got to talk. This is my final warning. You've got until my birthday. They didn't respond. All right. <laughs> Roger Clark, the guy who plays Arthur Morgan in Red Dead 2. He follows us on Twitter. Love Roger. We've interviewed him before. He then responded to this video. But hilariously dunking on this guy. He called him, obviously, the Florida Joker. Lawrence Sullivan is his real name. Just making fun of the way he looks. Right. Then capitalise on it. Go out there, find it, use it. What you do you know it right? They've given you to go make some money for yourself because you're not getting a job at Home Depot with looking like that. Essentially, I don't quote verbatim, but yeah, he's he's like sitting now. Right, this is the funny bit because the character in the in the GTA Six trailer has purple hair and wears a jumpsuit. This guy has said. He wants money from Rockstar because they stole his likeness, but he's dressing up as the character from the trailer. <laughs> he's now, yesterday, gone on TikTok and made a video demanding $10 million, even though he said up until his birthday, which is apparently the 11th of January, it's the 7th. They ha- he hasn't even given him the full amount of time, but he's doubled the money. He wants $10 million now. Or, this is the kicker, He's going to break the GTA hacker out of jail to go hack Rockstar Games again. Bearing in mind that he's in Florida and the GTA hacker is in London, but <laughs> over across the other side of the Atlantic, and he, because he's a felon, he's not allowed into the UK, so I don't know how he's breaking into the prison. But, fucking <laughs> moron. He's claimed, obviously, that he's wanting... It's just his final, final warning, even though every uh, video, like, four or five videos has already released, were his final warning. Final warning, yeah. He apparently is going to break into that kid out of the psych ward, and together they'll hack the system again. Now, if you guys don't know who I'm talking about, uh, the kid he's referring to is Arian Kurtish, who's a member of Lapsus. He's an 18-year-old, severely autistic kid, uh, who lives in Oxford, England, and hacked Rockstar Games with an Amazon Fire Stick last year. Uh, broke into their servers, stole 100,000 gigabytes of data, leaked everything online. That's where the whole GTA 6 leak started coming from. It was also part of the NVIDIA and Uber hacks. Uh, blackmailed BT for $4 million. Uh, he was meant to stand trial, but because he's mentally disabled, uh, the doctors have said that he's going to get an indefinite hospital period. He was only meant to get 18 months, 
But because he's so apparently mentally impaired, according to the physicians who's overseen him, um, and because he's been violent with prison staff, that's another thing, they've said that he's not suitable to stand trial. And there's another reason, I've just read here, uh, because he said that he's determined to return to cybercrime once he's released out of prison. That's a good way to keep you locked up. Mm-hmm. He's going to go back and commit more crimes. Yes, Your Honour. I'm, I'm going to go murder more people. Like, <laughs> Paul's can never get in out at this rate. But he has now said he's going to break into prison and free this kid so they can go hack Rockstar. I'm just going to point out now, it is incredibly difficult to break into somewhere like that. Yeah, uh, in a mental, host- mental yeah. hospital, in a maximum prison. Yeah. Well, <laughs> On the other side of the I- world. Well, well, I was just thinking thinking the mental hospital thing in general, because I used to work in one, so I, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, and it's not like they couldn't see him coming either, considering, you know, facially, he's pretty recognisable. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, for starters, you're going to have to try and get through two doors where only one of them can be opened at a time. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. Yeah, you know the best bit about this whole video, though, this latest one. Oh dear. Right. The video begins with him walking out of a bush in his backyard. Like he set the camera up and decided, how can I start this video? I know, I'm going to come out of a fucking shrub like I'm fucking Bill Oddie. <laughs> wearing an orange jumpsuit and a bib. He's wearing a bib, what? like a baby's bib, and he's written on it, GTA, we've got to talk. <laughs> Okay. Ah, I know what's going to happen. This guy is going to get himself put into a mental hospital. Oh, yeah, he's definitely. Because he's, like, this video is just hilarious. Like, he set the camera up in his garden and just appears from out of a bush. So, what this guy's plan seems to be is to somehow get himself to the UK and only then get himself searching and at that point somehow find his way on into onto exactly the same ward as this kid and break them both out together. It's not, that wouldn't even be possible because he's not even I allowed know, into the UK. I know it's not. He's got, he's got just, like three friendly already. <laughs> And he's still going on about his Jewish lawyers, which is just weird. Oh, dear. But he's, he's now he's threatening to break people out of prison and hack a company who put the last hacker, by the way, in jail indefinitely. That's probably not as smart. Not to mention, just threatening to hack a company and break someone out of prison is a felony. Especially in Florida, where this guy lives. And he uh. put that on video. <laughs> I don't think he's going to need that 10 million if you're going to jail, dude. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. like that video, though. He's just walking out of a bush. Where's my 10 million? Why he's wearing a bib? It's like, this is <laughs> an orange overalls. And he dyed his hair purple. He looks ridiculous. But he's like, oh, it, oh I, where's my 10 million? While he's coming out of looking like, like he did a wildlife documentary, looking for a rock star. This guy's such a dumbass. Okay. There are people that make you want to slap yourself because they're so stupid. <laughs> it's like, I've, I've, I've got to get the thought of this person out of my head. This person kills brain cells, he is this dumb. Yes, he's the Joker, and it, it's ironic he's a Joker because he's a fucking clown, alright? That's what I said. Um, there, there, are, there are a lot of things funny to me about this. Uh, one of which is 
that when Rockstar didn't respond to two million, he was like, "Oh, well, the logical solution is I'm gonna up the money because obviously, <laughs> because obviously they'll respond when I ask for ten million instead of two. <laughs> um, and and apparently, second, he's threatening him with his two Jewish lawyers. <laughs> yeah, and the second but thing that makes any difference whatsoever. <laughs> Is that I was a, I was literally gonna make a joke. I was like, Rockstar better be careful. He might hack their servers with a fire stick. And then he mentioned that he said that he was gonna break out the kid that hacked them with a fire stick. It's like this, like the severely autistic child that's being violent with guards and telling me he's going to continue committing crimes he's ever getting out. He thinks he's just gonna be able to fly over from Florida when he's already told him he's coming to break this kid out of a maximum security prison. How how stupid do you have to be? You're not getting paid. He's only doing this for clout. Well, I know Roger told him to go do something to capitalise on the on the right that Rockstar just gave him for free, even though they didn't. But he's using he should use that to his benefit. Instead of that, he's making himself look like an absolute twat on the internet. <laughs> you don't get more stupid. I, I I swear to God, these videos just get better and better. They get more entertaining. If there's anything, he has a job in comedy. Because this is just grade A of the most stupidest fucking thing anyone. Like, these videos are brilliant. If this is not a prank, if this is legitimate, and this guy actually thinks he looks hard, walking out of a bush with all those tattoos all over his face, in an orange jumpsuit and purple hair, which he's only done so he can look like the trailer, demanding $10 million from Rockstar, who aren't responding to him, or he's going to go break a kid out of prison, you look... You sound like a moron. Just like, this, this the imagery of him walking out of the bush, though. That's going to save me forever. It's like wildlife documentary. He's like, discovery. Oh, I've got a statue. He's in my bib. He's actually wearing a bib. It's a fucking tea like towel. He's tied around his neck. Oh, God. He's, and he's written GTA, we got a talk on it. Like, he's trying to sell merch. Like, who, who <laughs> wants that? Honestly. And who's... Even if like, somebody did want GTA, we got to talk on it, right? Why would you put that on a tea towel and hang it around your neck? Like a bib. <laughs> no grown-up is going to want to wear that or buy it from you. You're making the stupidest merch ever. <sighs> I feel like most people at this point would, like, start screaming with this, like, coverage or, or something like that. And I feel like if this guy did start streaming and just advertise himself as, like, the Florida Joker, if he did sell merch, he absolutely would sell the message of this GTA we need to talk. He'd probably make this whole, like, issue his just entire identity online if he started streaming, which at this point... I, I mean, it doesn't, it, that's the thing, it doesn't even look like real merch. It looks like he spray-painted it. <laughs> I mean, yep. if, if there's any ad out there that want to wear it... I mean, I could I could mass produce those easily, mate. I have so many old freaking tea towels just lying around the bits of cloth. I'll make you some bibs. I'll send them to you for a fiver. If he's, if this is like if this becomes a craze and he's able to sell this, oh, I'm jumping on that bandwagon because that <laughs> is the easiest way to make money ever. I'm in the money if that happens. If he starts selling, somebody keep me updated. I'm going to go out there and buy a load of tea towels from flipping <laughs> what's left of Wilco's or Morrison's. And just start selling spray paint with GTA. We got to talk. I'll make a fortune. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe this guy even exists. 
clown. Literally and figuratively. Anyway, we got to jump in the break. This is Unsprung. Uh, don't forget to uh, check out the website. We'll be back in a few minutes. Don't go anywhere. Yo, Pizzle, what's poppin', B? Hey, kinda done. Right now, where it is in the hood, man, you up here sprung with this new lady. I don't know what you're talking about, cuz. Come on, man, we got the picnic poppin', man. We got chicks over here. Man, you gotta come join us, dog. All right, I'll see y'all in a minute. Yo, I don't think he's coming through, dog. You <laughs> probably up there live, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm sprung, thoughts you got me. Got me doing things I'll never do. If you ain't been, I'm telling you. You do, 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 you What's up, man? Come on, get up out of here. We waiting on you. We outside. Do not leave me. Yo, Payne, seriously, man. We outside. We trying to get to the next spot. Can you get out of here now? I'm coming out there in one sec. Yo, boo. You say you're coming, but I don't believe you. Let's be out. Well, let's be out, man. Let's get it.
Welcome back. Uh, I've just touched on uh, something I remember from that trailer. Part of the thing he says is that he is struggling. People get coming up to him and asking him for a photo or an autograph while he can't even eat pizza while he's wearing a bib. It's <laughs> 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 like he's come from dinner. He's wandering through his garden. Okay. <laughs> Here we have the Florida Joker. It is natural habitat. <laughs> David M. I'll, 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 I'll um, that, that yeah, I, that, it took me a second to figure out what the <laughs> heck that was then. And I was like, oh, that's a dingy impression. Here we have the Florida Joker. Yeah, that's, that, this guy's going to stick with me for a while. It's funny. Anyway. Uh, moving on, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, or some people call him Rock the Dwayne Johnson, uh, he wants to be a dramatic actor, the only problem is he can't act. Uh, he has expressed a desire to work on more dramatic acting roles. The only issue is, and I've heard this criticism and I 100% agree, is that he's, a tra- he's an attraction. He's not an actual actor, this guy can't act. And I know he's been in stuff where he is, some people have said he's, he's got some decent, he's done some decent like movies, but he's not a very good actor. But now he wants to be a dramatic actor, so he wants to do love roles and rom- romances and stuff. It's kind of weird, because the guy's six foot five, 270 pounds, and built like a brick shit house. <laughs> he's better in fighting action movies. Could you imagine, like, this, like, all the female actors as well, actresses that he could possibly be paired off with, who do romance movies, are generally, like, under six foot. He's just, he's just going to look odd. He's, it's just a no, more, no more up than me and Jake looked Yeah, but you're you're small anyway. But I mean, that, that was the joke. <laughs> that was the joke, Major. Oh no! <laughs> but I'm saying in like a movie sense, like it's just gonna look wrong. Like he's a big guy, but he, he's not. He's not a very good actor. I mean, I know he said he, he wants to do more dramatic roles. He's explore struggle and pain, whatever that means. But I don't, he's, he's not, like, he's trying to make himself out he wants to do roles like Al Pacino does. But, like, it's just, it's, it's not, you're not in that vein, dude. Because stick to comedy or action, that's where your strength is. Dave Bautista is a lot better. He's a lot better of an actor, by a long way. Um, well, also to experience, gonna be playing, he might have to lose a fight. Part. What's that? I said, also to experience pain, he might have to lose a fight, which currently he's not allowed to do half the time. No, that was the thing with the uh, Fast and Furious franchise as well. That's one of the things you had an issue with with Vin Diesel, because there was the scene where he was supposed to lose a fight to Vin Diesel. In one, I can't remember. I think it was Fast and Furious Seven or Eight. He was meant to lose like a fight to him, and he didn't want to. And there was a massive argument about him playing the actual role that was the the part that was written for him, where he would have a fight with Vin. And he would lose that first one, and then they would make up, and then he'd basically become the absolute badass, and he'd be portrayed as a badass throughout the rest of the film, just that he would lose to Vin in that fight, so Vin could get away. But he, they had to change the script, because he said no, he, he wouldn't lose the fight. And I think it's, yeah, it's written in his contract, he's not allowed to lose a fight ever, in any movie. He's not even allowed to look like he's been beaten up. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> But he, uh, he is going to be currently starring as Mark Kerr, uh, the former MMA champion. Uh, he's going to be chronicling Kerr's highs and lows to the UFC uh, in a role that Johnson hopes will be the first of many more serious undertakings. Uh, there is a quote from Rocky himself. He told Variety, 
I'm at a point in my career where I want to push myself in ways that I've never pushed myself in the past. I'm at a point in my career where I want to make movies that matter, that explore humanity, and explore struggle and pain. I don't know how you can do that. Um, I want to be clear not to say this is an abandonment of big four-quadrant movies. I love making them, and there is a tremendous value and importance, but there's a time and place for them. At this point in my career, I want more, and I don't mean I want more box office, I mean I want more humanity. That's why Benny Safid, or Benny, I can't even pronounce that name, that guy, uh, is the perfect collaborative hungry partner for me. Uh, working with A24 is obviously a bit out of his lineup uh, because he does do big bo- big budget action movies uh, and he's obviously has to stay fit for a lot of this stuff and he's going to be playing the movie fighter which kind of fits. But at the same time, if, he's, if he wants to move away from these sort of action roles, then playing the big early fighter may not be the sort of thing he wants to be doing then. Maybe he wants to jump into more, you know, more crime-based stuff. I mean, he's he's not a very good actor. He has no expressions. I'm pretty. I I, I would say this like as somebody who's seen The Rock for the last thirty years. I've watched him as as a twenty-two-year-old when he first got into wrestling, all the way up until he's had his first like movies that he's in now. He has no facial expressions, and I'm fairly sure he's had Botox more than once because that man doesn't age. He's lost his hair. But he doesn't age. He looks almost exactly the same facially, but he doesn't really what have any. Sarah got rid of it. What's that? I mean, he's got rid of it. I mean, he shaved his head for the Scorpion King because he had to because he had to wear a wig and he couldn't wear it because he had like an Elvis hairdo when he was in his twenties and he was wrestling and he had like the long sideburns and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he had to lose that because then when he got into his first film, he played the Scorpion King. He had to shave all his head, so he had like a like a buzz cut. And he lost that completely, and since then he's just he's gone completely bald. I don't know why. He may probably just be genetic, and he's lost his hair anyway. But there is, right? He's, he's completely bald, but he doesn't have any facial expressions. He do, he doesn't convey emotion. He's just he has the one expression, and that's it. I don't know how he's he's going to play something emotional, or even like he just has angry face. Because well, he looks happy and then he's angry. That's those. I will, those are I will point. I will point out though. You, mm. People used to say that about Christian Stewart. That's true. I mean, Christian Stewart doesn't really. Have, <laughs> I mean, there is a voice that person who does an impression of her because it is perfect. The girl from Pitch Perfect. Anna Kendrick. Uh, Anna Kendrick. That's the one. She does it's, the only only one, it's the only Stewart. one I could think of because they've been in a film together. <laughs> yeah. But she does the perfect Christian Stewart. There was an interview of her with, I believe, um, Conan O'Brien, where she just she, she mimics Christian Stewart. She gets perfectly spot on. I mean, people can say that about Christian Stewart because since I think she's not as popular as she was because of what she did to her then boyfriend. And what she apparently does behind the scenes and stuff, it's like basically screwing directors and writers all the way up to the top so she gets the best roles. That is just a rumour, I don't know whether that's true. But she can act, she's a theatre trained. I'll say that, honestly. She's theatre trained. Rock's never had, like, he's never been through theatre. He was in wrestling, wrestling obviously is acting, but. It's not the same sort of acting where you have to convey emotion. It's yeah. basically I'm going to kick your ass in the in later on tonight. That is that's the that's the range of what a rest has to go through. You're not you're not seeing a rest to give a dramatic performance. 
he doesn't have that sort of training. Dave Batista actually did over two years of acting before he jumped into Hollywood. He took acting classes for two years. And it shows because he's a much better actor. Um, he's obviously not turning about his back. There are sequels coming up. Uh, Fast 10, uh, Red Notice 2, which I'm looking forward to. Jungle Cruise, I think, is the next one. Uh, there's also he's working on a movie with Chris Evans, uh, in a, movie, a Christmas movie for Red One, which is due out next Christmas, coming, uh, which is going to be on Prime Video. I'm looking forward to that. Um, we've also had news this week uh, that Seth MacFarlane, season four of The Orville, is coming back. Uh, he doesn't know when. Season three released, I believe it was on Amazon Prime. Uh, I really love that show. I wanted to keep that going. I wanted it to be like the original Star Trek series and just one episode after another. I could watch it all day. But for the fans of that show, season four is not dead. Uh, he said it's still with us. I can't go any further than that at the moment. There are too many factors. He was trying to find a TV network to pick it up. Uh, the current family guy, American Dad, did give an update on the show in a recent interview with a rap. He said, while we know nothing mentioned about season four, uh, he has said that he is not dead. Uh, there is no official death certificate, is the words he used. He's still with us. I can't go any further than that at the moment. There are too many factors. Uh, Scott Grimes obviously collaborated on the final statement. Sandy Orville was not dead. Uh, Dadding talks about the TV show. Uh, the fourth season started before the infamous Hollywood strikes. However, he said the conversation about the next season is still being held and whether it will actually happen. I uh, do know what we're still talking about. It's not dead in any sort of way. Uh, it's just about when, where and how. I'm excited because one of the greatest things to work on, so I have my fingers crossed, but I know Steph wants to do it, and that usually holds a lot of power. Uh, they obviously aired for three seasons, which has spanned over five years. The first two uh, seasons took a little bit long, and that was because a lot of people cancelled it, and they didn't want it. Uh, I think it was Fox um, cancelled it. They didn't want to produce another one, so he had to go elsewhere, and he went to Hulu, uh, and now it's gone to Amazon. It seems to be continuously jumping around. I don't know why, because it is brilliant. The Orville is a brilliant show. Uh, if you haven't seen it, season three is currently on Prime Video. Uh, season one and two regularly streams on Sky. If you're in the US, you'll probably have still get it on Hulu. Uh, definitely go watch it if you haven't already. Uh, if you like Star Trek or Star Wars, the show is just it's brilliant. I wish there was more stuff like this. Anyway, that's going to do it. Um, before we jump off right there, obviously you weren't here at the very beginning, I want to ask, what games have you been playing over Christmas, then? Uh, Mortal Kombat 1. Nice. Uh, really good game. Uh, I've got DLC coming out for that soon, haven't they? Quanchi, I think it is. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't follow it that closely. Okay. I, I played the campaign have, okay. and then moved on. I have recently just bought a new graphics card for my computer because my last one died. So I might actually start playing games again at some point once I've got it installed. Jake, help. <laughs> I think one game I have. I mean, I've been playing Baldur's Gate three on Steam now for a couple of weeks. Um, I did buy it on PS five as well. So I wanted to try and play it on console. Uh, and then, I, for some reason, Larry just sent us a code for it on Xbox. So I've now got it on all three platforms. I'm going to probably do a comparison video at some point. Because um, nice. I love Baldur's Gate. But if you haven't played it, so it depends on what graphics card you've got. I think it's... Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's a 4070 you need. Is that right for PC? Uh, hang on. I'll find it now. So I can't remember what it is exactly. 
I might be wrong on that. I know it works on mine, and I've got an AMD Ryzen 7, so I'm not the comparable for what Intel is, but... Yeah. Oh. Oh, for crying out. I'll find it later and tell you. Oh. Yeah, or yeah. definitely get into Baldur's Gate 3 if your PC can handle it. It's really, really quite good. It is really good. Um, Diablo 4 was the other one you should probably check out. Uh... Although I'm not too happy with the online bit. If they do more single-player stuff with Diablo, I'll be happy with that. Um, but yeah, I've been playing mainly Baldur's Gate 3 over Christmas. Um, completed Watch Dogs Legion, finally. That game has been out, what, four years? I've only just beaten it. Um, done the main story, done all the quests. Uh, what else have I been doing? I've had quite a few games this year. Obviously, we just bought the PS5 for Christmas. Um, so I have got quite a bunch of new games, actually. I've got Street Fighter 6. Um, Gran Turismo, just seven. I just beat that as well. Um, Have you bought Spider-Man <laughs> Two yet? I've started it. I'm not. I'm not really a fan. <laughs> I liked the first game. I I wasn't too much of a fan. I thought it was a bit of a downgrade to Miles Morales. Um, I didn't bother with the upgrade because I prefer the old version of Peter. Uh, Spider-Man Two. I, I prefer Miles in this one, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not too much of a Spider-Man 2 is just... Okay, well, you, you at least have to admit that it's, like, a really good game technically. Like, not technically. Like, I mean, like, as far Performance as... Performance-wise, it's dog shit. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but I'm not, that's not even... That's not... That's just fact. <laughs> the amount of bugs I've seen already is just... I mean, I could live with bugs. I mean, I get them all the time in games. I play games like pretty much every single day, and I have to. And I've, I've, we're doing a mock review right now. In fact, I've got two, actually. But one of them is like is 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 buggy, and I have to tell him it's buggy. So I'm I can get through the bugs as long as they're not game breaking and I make my game console or PC crash, fine. But then yeah. you've also got you know there's also the fact that story wise it's okay, it looks nice, but it's just it's, it's just bland. It's just it just feels like the last one. I'll, I'll say you got you got to get to the second half of the game. Okay. I, every single time I played through Spider-Man 2, the first half of the game has always been the worst because they're just introducing the same mechanics and, like, a couple new ones. And that's mm-hmm. always really boring. Um, yeah. My, what they should do, what they should have done is turn that, that, give you the option to turn that off. Uh, there is an option to do that. I don't know if it's only after you beat it, but there is an option to, like, turn off, uh, like, them telling you what control does which or, like, something like that. Like, at the yeah. start of the game, when it, like, freezes the whole frame, so you can press R2 to swing. Or maybe it doesn't do that on this one, but I know it does in uh, Spider-Man PS4. Yeah. Uh, there, there is an option to turn that off. I tried to do that when my friend was playing it, uh, because I was like, oh, I'll play it with you on your first time on my PS5. And I turned that off, and then I forgot how to sprint. So I died, like, three times because I couldn't remember how to parkour. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I've done that a few times. I'm forgetting how to skid under the legs is the most irritating one. So uh, I started so Dead Space a couple mm-hmm. days ago, the remake, and it has been really good. It's the first horror game that I think has actually scared me with the jump scare. Mm. Uh, there is a couple um, of other horror games coming out this year, and a couple of ones that I think I'm going to be looking at. One is by Seraphini Productions. Uh, it's a Japanese uh, indie horror company. Uh, they're producing their, their first, like, horror title, but it's, like, classic Japanese folklore horror. So all the stuff that you see in, like, The Grudge and The Ring is sort of the same sort of vein. 
Um, like, if you watch, like, the original Japanese ring movies, they're better than the American version by a lot. Like, they're so much more scarier. And this company's kind of using that as inspiration for this title, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. I'm not usually into horror games, but when they're, when they're actually well made, then, yeah. Sorry, I'm excited like, for the, uh, the OD game, I believe. Yes. Thing. I don't know if that's 2024, or if it's, like, 2025, that is. Oh. If it's yeah, actually so announced this year, it has been already worked on for the past year. So uh, it's, it's only one year into development. I mean, because they, if they finish it closer and they get it done, it might come out towards the end of this year. But from yeah, what I've seen, I've seen this current slate is 2025. I just really hope I'll be able to play it because that, like, I don't, I don't think I've been that freaked out by just like a trailer. But that that was unnerving when they showed off that trailer. I was like, yeah, this is. Creepy, and I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, it's got some brilliant A-list actors in it as well. Some really good A-list actors. The thing is, I don't understand what it's about. Because <laughs> they're saying it's like a horror movie. It's got Jordan Peele, like the director's... Jordan Peele's worked on the script, he's helped direct it all. Like, Jordan Peele and Naoki Jima is like the, the perfect odd couple for horror. But at the same time, because obviously if you guys don't know Jordan Peele, obviously may Get Out, which is one of my favourite horror films ever. But... The fact that he's worked on this is, is amazing. I still don't even know what OD, Overdose is, OD. Like, they, they don't really tell you anything in that trailer. No, it, it's just like, here's some creepy stuff. The yeah. end. And then they talk for like 10 minutes or 5 minutes or something. It's, it's 11 minutes in total. <laughs> 11 Jeff minutes? Just talking about Eric Juma. About Doom? I... Yeah, it's not even about the game. It's like they're having a chat conversation. (laughs) I watched the whole Game Awards, and I don't remember them talking about Doom once. No. I remember being so disappointed. They have got a Doom game coming out later this year. I think it's called Year Zero. I think it's meant to be like a short version of Doom. Like it's a a re getting more people back into it. I think they are planning to release another like mainstream Doom game. I think this one's kind of a smaller package, but I don't know why they were talking about Doom. Like, it just felt like Hideo Kojima and Jackie were having a chat, and Jordan Peele was just standing behind them like the <laughs> third person. I just like, I'm not involved in this conversation, but I really want to be. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. And the thing is, is that Hideo Kojima can, has very broken English, so he talks very, very slowly. So that conversation, is mostly it was just Hideo Kojima trying to remember the English word for what he wanted to say and Jeff Keighley just sitting there like fangirling over him <laughs> it's, it's the most awkward conversation I swear somebody can correct me if I'm wrong but I swear I heard someone in the crowd shout get a room I may have been wrong about that <laughs> because it wasn't like 3 o'clock in the morning but I swear it, it sounds like someone said get a room from behind them when they were chatting I'm going to go back if someone could find that clip of them talking that'd be great because I want to double check but yeah, it was just it was the oddest, oddest segment, and it just made no sense why that was there. And then they had like, then they went straight to the the awards, and they read like five in like record pace in like a matter of minutes. And then they like yeah, come yeah. back, it's like he's having another conversation with people. It's like this is the weirdest like game awards. This isn't game awards. This is Jeff Keighley getting to meet his friends and like his heroes and all the people he wants to meet. Like it's like here's everyone you ever like ever ever admired or respected. Here they are, you spend the next 15 minutes chatting to them, 
what everybody has to sit there and listen to your conversations about something that's completely unrelated. In fact, he didn't just start going into anime or football. We do know Jeff Keighley actually is an American football fan. So, if they started, started breaking into conversations, like, you just felt like, it's just, I was, I was half expecting them to start talking about what did you have for breakfast. You're <laughs> <laughs> just a rat. It was just terrible. I'm not a fan of the Gay Wars anyway. I think it's completely pointless. But that whole conversation just, it dragged on too long. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it. That's been episode 121. We'll be back next week. I'm going to try and get this podcast going back regularly. Uh, I've just been really, really busy the last few months. Um, we have got some more news to come next week, hopefully. Um, we are going to be signing contracts with some people. I'm not going to talk too much about that because I haven't done anything yet. And I don't want to... Jinx it. Yeah, jinx it. That's the one, thank you, Chloe. Uh, I, you're, I always have to. We're like this. We're, like, we're so close. We're, connect, we're connected. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just good at reading people's minds. Yes, yeah, that's the one. All women are. All women are. Exactly. I'm glad you're aware of this. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, though. You are... We're not, so don't expect men to then be have the same power as you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we that's that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. but the amount of arguments I've had with my wife because she thinks I know what she was about to say when I was like, no. Yeah, but you, yeah, but you guys are always professing that you're better than we are, and yet we're the ones that's that certain, can. It's not everything. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Come come to us. You don't have to stand up peeing or like. <laughs> You know, only things there are some things only men can do. I'm not going to go into this discussion. Yeah, some anyway. Some things do, there are some things only women can do, and that's why we need each other. Because don't yeah. think that we have the same abilities that you have. You are good at very read, good at reading people. We are. We're not mind readers. Fair enough. Yeah, I want that argument. I love it. It's not even my wife. It's brilliant. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week same time same place episode 122 uh, I'm going to start trying to get videos and stuff up from beginning this week I have been really trying for the last couple of days to do one um, I did want to do one on Baldur's Gate 3 it was a lot of work uh, and I don't have anybody to help me so I'm ending up doing everything on my own um, but I'm going to try and start working on them this week Chloe you need to come back to YouTube though. Let please me, so yeah. let me sort out the graphics so I can take it from there okay we'll figure that out Anyway, we'll be back next week, same time, same place. Don't forget to follow us on all socials. Check out the website, sign up for account, and I will see you next week, same time, same place. Love you guys. Take care. Bye-bye. It's the Talking Games Podcast.